Welcome to Cato Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Anastasia Glova. It's a slow week in Washington as everyone celebrates the holidays and rings in the new year. But for those of you listening this week, I'm featuring the best of Cato Daily Podcast. Each day until the new year, tune in for one of Cato's finest previously aired podcast commentaries. Milton Friedman, recipient of the 1976 Nobel Prize for Economic Science, passed away on November 16, 2006, at the age of 94. Friedman's ideas on economic freedom revolutionized establishment economic thinking across the globe. He was a great leader of the cause of liberty and is remembered by his close personal and professional friend, Cato's president, Ed Crane, in today's podcast. Why don't you begin by telling me about your first collaboration with Milton? Well, I've known Milton for uh, close to 35 years. He's always been a dear friend. He's always been active in the libertarian movement, which I've been active in, and today is a very, very sad day because we learned that we lost him last night. I knew he was in trouble. He'd been in a hospital for four days with pneumonia, and when you're 94 years old, that's not a good thing. So we're all very deeply saddened. It's interesting. I was thinking this morning when I came to work, I need to email Milton to get him to watch our video streaming of our annual monetary conference, which is taking place as we're speaking here and I never did that, but of course Milton had passed away last night, and also, ironically, Anna Schwartz is one of the speakers here, and I was able to tell her, and she got tears in her eyes, but she's very stoic and tough gal, and so they were collaborators for I don't know how many decades, but it's a huge loss, and of course all the people here at the Monetary Conference were great fans of Milton Friedman. He was in my view, the greatest champion of human liberty in my lifetime, certainly in the 20th century, and he, he didn't slack off in the 21st century. And what was his greatest contribution to liberty, do you think? His passionate devotion to that idea. I mean, here's a guy who won the Nobel Prize in economics for his work in monetary theory, and he was a great Chicagoan, a great uh, empiricist and theoretician of economics, but ultimately what Milton believed in was human liberty, and he took great joy in trying to promote that concept. I mean, one of the things that's distinctive about Milton was that he didn't care whether you were a top-level scholar or just the average person coming up with a question. He would take you seriously, look you in the eye, he would try to reason with you. And if you ever saw him on any television interviews or when he took a question period after a speech, I mean, he took great joy in trying to reason with people, to talk to them about why freedom was so important. And we have, we're very fortunate to have gotten him to agree to lend his name to the Milton Friedman Prize for Advancing Liberty, which is a biennial prize we give out that carries with it a $500,000 cash award and the great prestige of winning the Friedman Prize. And it was interesting because he wasn't about to let us do that, and I wasn't about to do it without his imprimatur, without his say-so. And it was Rose Friedman who finally, at a dinner meeting we had to discuss this, said, Milton, this is a good idea. We're going to do it. And that was the end of the debate. So we're honored to be associated with Milton Friedman. I understand that when Cato first moved from San Francisco to Washington, Milton wasn't a very big fan of the idea because he thought the Washington culture would corrupt Cato's mission. What do you think he would say about that today? Well, Milton, actually, at our 25th anniversary dinner he was in town for, in conjunction with which, 
President Bush put on a very, very nice ceremony at the White House to honor Milton for his upcoming 90th birthday. But Milton said to me in San Francisco when I notified him that we were moving in 1980 out to, 81 actually, out to Washington, D.C., he said, Ed, don't do it. You're going to become like everybody else. You're going to get caught up in that culture, and you're going to lose sight of your principles. And he finally ended up saying, you know what, I was wrong. And then he added, so far, he's always the empiricist. I said, Milton, we've been out there for 25 years, give me a break. But he, I think, admired Cato very much for having stuck to our principles and the principles you know, laid out by Milton Friedman, basically. So he was, he was pleased that we didn't become part of the Washington culture. How would our world, our polity, be different if Milton had never taught at Chicago and never wrote books and never won a Nobel Prize? It would be much different. And that's one of the sad things that everyone I'm talking to at the Monetary Conference here recognizes is who will take over for Milton because he was unique in his ability to express these ideas. The great PBS series Free to Choose was seen all over the world and was a very powerful statement about how free markets and giving people choice was so liberating and so productive. And there were very few people who could reach the average person. So many academics think it's demeaning to talk at a level that the average person can understand, not Milton. He believed in human liberty And he realized you had to communicate with a great bulk of the world in order to advance that cause. And he was brilliant at it. You know, he spoke at many Cato conferences, but we had one in Mexico City where he was surrounded by admirers and friends and gave a powerful case for the free market and the end of corruption in Mexico. And then we had the first conference devoted to liberty ever in communist China in Shanghai in 1988. And Milton and Rose came out for that. And Milton was treated like a rock star. This is in communist China. And people followed him around so much that Milton said to me, Ed, you know, we we need to have a press conference or something. I got a million people asking me the same questions. So we made the mistake of setting up a press conference for him. And everybody left our conference to go to the press conference to hear Milton Friedman. He was somebody who symbolized freedom and liberty in the world. I mean, you mentioned the name Milton Friedman, people smile. Their eyes light up if they care about freedom at all. And very few people have led lives as productive and as honorable as Milton Friedman. He was a a dear friend. And what unfinished work still remains to be done? Well, Thomas Jefferson said the natural progress of things is for government to gain ground and for liberty to yield. Jefferson also said that eternal vigilance is the price of liberty, and Milton understood and believed that. I mean, Milton would say, you know, maybe I did well, maybe I led the battle, but nobody ever said we were going to win this thing at any point in time. Eternal vigilance is required, and there have to be people who step up to the plate, who believe in liberty and are willing to fight for it. Can we be as effective as Milton Friedman? Probably not, but we can share that intensity of belief in liberty, and certainly Cato as an institution will carry on Milton's mission.